Hey everybody, welcome to Bearded Baker Banter. This is our sports podcast hosted by the Bearded Baker Brothers. www.beardedbakerbrothers.com How many W's there, Tom? only three. You might, you might have had an extra W there. Yeah, it was actually written in cursive, so I couldn't. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome, Trent. Welcome, Trey. Hey, what's up? Hello, hello. All right, so we're going to start off here again with our topics also known as our boomers. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. That's right. Ad free. Because I, I, I want to I start us off here uh, with the boomers here, because I think I got one that we're going to enjoy and probably talk about for a little bit here. But I've been, I've been craving a sport other than the MLB. Um, I know we have some golf mixed in here and there, but um, I was thinking, I think it's what, like a little over 60 days till college football kicks off, right? Mm. I think, we're, I think we're in the 50s, guys. I thought yeah. it was like 58. Okay. Well, even better. It's like 58. I'm just not too sure if my voice couldn't crack any higher. <laughs> Your voice. I thought Trey's voice. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> uh, that's all right. No, but, uh, okay, so 50-some days, even better. But um, one of the topics I want to address is, you know, what, what colleges produce the tops of their positions? So I know a lot of people debate this, and so – the, the saying is, who is running back university? Who is wide receiver university? So I want to address the three major positions, quarterback, running back, and wide out. I want to hear your guys' take on who is the top university that produces the best NFL products, I guess you could call I mean, you, Trey, you could also extend that, though, into even D-line, linebackers, oh, tight ends. Tyler, I, ha- I have them all here. I just I was thinking we'd hit the, the big ones to start and see start how it goes. Three and then maybe, yeah. maybe save if, the if other ones. If we're hitting the most important ones, then we're starting with offensive line. Is that what you mean, Trevor? <laughs> oh, no. Let's let's start. Let's yeah. start with quarterbacks. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I guess this was wrong. This was wrong. So, so when I was when I was looking up just like information to kind of support arguments here, looking into this stuff, um, I found a great resource in Sports Illustrated. I actually, did um, a special on this. I think like three years ago now. Um, where they, but theirs only goes back for the last 10 years, but they rank each college Hmm. based on a certain criteria. So I was kind of going off of that because they make a lot of good points and um, highlight a lot of people and stuff that I forgot about. But um, yeah, so I'll kind of touch on that, but I'd like to hear not just in the last 10 years, but overall, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trent, you got anybody to start? So we'll start with quarterbacks. Let's hear it, Trent. Man, I'm like, I'm like, I should be going last. So I'm, I'm like, literally sitting here rattling, you know, big time quarterbacks. Well, well, off think, of my think head. out loud. Think out loud. That's that's. Well, well, first thing that's jumping out to me is for some reason is, is out west. Yeah. For for some reason, out west. Um, whether it be because, I mean, I'm just thinking like. And this is not where he went to college, but Tom Brady is a California kid. Aaron Rodgers, California kid. Drew Bledsoe, UCL. Hold on, not Drew Bledsoe. Sorry. Um, Drew Brees. Troy. Troy Aikman. Uh, <laughs> Troy Aikman. Also, the Bronc, the Broncos quarterback. Uh, Elway. John Elway was a Bronco or a California yeah. kid. So, so you're kind of going more statewide then. I, I'm like something keeps drawing me to the West. And I, I don't know what it is, but I, I mean, 
I mean, if, if what do you base it on? Like, are you basing it on who you think is the best ever? Because if that's the case, I mean, then you got to say Michigan. Right. No, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say who's producing the best now. Why would you say I'm Michigan? Because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tyler. Well, I mean, jeez. I'm just talking about who produces the most successful, consistent quarterbacks into the NFL. <clears throat> I mean, I and, I look at as of recently, you can make the argument for Oklahoma. Bingo. That's that's the top um, one in the in the Sports Illustrated okay, rankings. But, okay. You know, and you, you think recently, and that was that was Kyler Murray, that was Baker Mayfield. I mean, mm-hmm. you could even make the argument for Jalen Hurts coming from Oklahoma. Sam Bradford. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Well, I, I forgot that guy's name. <laughs> right, I know. But, yeah, I, I mean, but I don't think you're wrong, Trent, in terms of, like, the West, because, you know, thinking about some other schools into, like, maybe not the West-West, but, like, the Midwest, I'm thinking, you know, maybe Auburn. Um, Stanford. Stanford, yeah. Auburn, Auburn is Alabama. That's not West. No, I know. I'm thinking like Midwest. I'm kind of working my way across. The so I have here. the one that stuck out stood out to me before I did research was not necessarily most successful, but just colleges I kept coming back to. It's USC, yeah, Southern, Southern yeah. California. Yeah. You got Mark Sanchez. You got Matt Liner. Granted, they didn't pan out, right. but Carson Palmer. Um, Sam Darnold. What's his name? Sam Darnold right now. You um, could, you could, okay. I would probably say that Carson Palmer was probably the most successful. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would. I'd agree with that. You know, and or I, Mark Mark Sanchez hit the butt fumble. Dude, Mark Sanchez <laughs> sucked, and I knew he was gonna suck. And I, they when they made the same argument for Sam Darnold coming out too, like, oh, Sam Darnold. I'm like, dude, this is Mark Sanchez 2.0. Like, he's gonna be terrible. So he did. <clears> didn't <throat> he go to back to back to back AFC championships, or was it just one? Who's that? Mark Sanchez. Yes, he did. He went to back to back. Okay, so I wouldn't say he was a bust. That's pretty. <laughs> It's not easy to do. I'd say he's a bust. Yeah, I mean, he was carried. He was carried by that defense and Mister Mister Footfinder himself, Rex Ryan. You know, <laughs> easy, yeah. easy, easy, easy. I, that's oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but I mean, what about all, all jokes? All jokes. What about? What, I mean, teams like te- you could make like a Texas argument. You know, they had Vince Young that came out for a while. Um. Some of the, you know, the Oregon quarterbacks, some Baylor quarterbacks. I mean, it's hard. It's well, right, hard right to now say. We're not, we're not doing a good job of narrowing this down. But I, I, say, I mean, I would say, I would say USC or Oklahoma. Yeah. That's who I would say. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd say, and you're saying as of recently, like not of all. I would time. say, I would say of all time. Who, who else is there? Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of quarterbacks. Just trying to think of like most successful because. If you're not basing it on successful quarterbacks in the NFL, like you're just saying who produces the most quarterbacks, I mean, as of recently, you could make the argument for Ohio State for sure. I don't Ooh, think many of them uh, pan nah. out. You could make the argument for Alabama, and I don't think many of them pan out either. So Alabama, I would consider them up there. Yeah, but I'm just I'm, gonna I'm gonna hone in on a coach, Lincoln Lincoln Riley. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know his offensive style might not typically translate into the NFL, but but I think we've made the point here now, <clears throat> and I think coming up, I mean, we got well. You like you've just rattled off the names. Baker Mayfield was a uh, yeah. Lincoln Riley guy. Kyler um, 
Kyler Murray, Lincoln Riley guy. Uh, Jalen Hurts eventually was, but had, I'm not saying his most success, but I think he got drafted where he did because of his year with R- Lincoln Riley. Because statistically in Bama, I mean, heck, he got benched, right, guys? I mean, right. Um, and now you got, you probably got the, I, I know we talked about like next biggest prospect in the NBA last episode, but I think you got the next biggest prospect coming up at quarterback since of Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. that's, that's Caleb Williams. Yeah. So who left uh, Oklahoma. I, yeah. So <laughs> to I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go wherever Lincoln Riley is. That's where I'm saying. So at this point, I think and what's weird is it's both schools that we're saying Oklahoma and USC. Although he has not, he has not produced any out of USC. Himself. I'd say, say he's not responsible for any of those guys. You know? No, 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 not yet. Not yet. But, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree with those two. Yeah. Okay. Boy. So, all right. So we consensus Oklahoma, USC, mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. All right. California kids for some reason. Because Jared Goff's yeah. out there too, wasn't he? Well, wasn't that's he? What I was going to say. I got to throw this out there. Uh, California University. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Kyle Bowler, and Steve Barkowski, a former number one overall NFL draft pick, okay. consensus All-American. So, got to consider them. I mean, they got one of the goats in Aaron. Yeah. But, and was, some other guys. But, hey, guys, was John Elway Stanford? John Elway? Yeah. Yeah, anybody know? I don't know that off the top of my, the top of my head. Let me look. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, we got to get our research team. Research team. It was it was Stanford. <laughs> You're right, Trent. Well, thank you, research team. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, then you got, I mean, I'm looking at even Stanford. This is why, I, like, for some reason, my mind went to the state of California. Now, granted, huge state, lots of universities, but you also got Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was the, yeah. was a major prospect coming out. Uh, I mean, he literally had to fill some of the biggest shoes. I mean, with with the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning. I mean, Mm -hmm. you see the quote from the offensive coordinator for the Colts? Do any of you guys see that this week? I think I'd I'd heard after he said specifically. Someone someone from the media went in when Peyton Manning was still quarterback there, and he's like, I think John Gruden asked him, like, hey, okay, I don't, I don't get this, but why are you not letting any of your your backup quarterbacks get any team reps? And the coach's response was, because if we have to go to one of those two guys, we've already lost. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning, not, not a yeah. knock on those guys, but I think it was more... It was more a very so edited just, version of that quote. I did, yes. Yes, I'm very <laughs> conscientious of my language. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it was just more of like the idea of hey like this guy is our team i mean he did he led some mediocre teams to, to number one seeds number two seeds in the in the playoffs which i mean we saw the year they had his neck fusion <clears throat> neck fusion year didn't they go like oh and 16 or one and 16 or something like that yeah. that's how they got that's how they got luck right but, yeah. All right, let's go next. Let's go next position. So, what so, but say? real quick, I just want to make a note of this too: is that we've said that's a Big Twelve school, and that's a Pac twelve school mm-hmm. for quarterbacks. Yep. Okay, and you know the powerhouse in football and college football is the SEC. Yep. I think the next. All right. So the next position we're going to address is running back. 
Okay. All right. Um, I think this is where the SEC will kind of. No, I dis- completely disagree with you. Mm. I have I have some okay. research up already. So you don't think Alabama, Georgia, or LSU? I has... think they're good. Yes, I think they're. I mean, good. there's they have the best, the hands down. I think Alabama in itself takes the cake. No. Yeah, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, nope. Josh Jacobs. Nope. Uh, I mean, what one hit wonders, but Trent Richardson and Eddie Lacy. Um, you could throw, Kenyon Drake. That's fine. You could throw all right Miami in there from the ACC. All right, okay. Miami. And it, this was this is coming from some Bleacher Report stuff, but I'm, I'm with you Portis, this, Willis McGahee, uh, Lamar Miller, um, Duke Frank Johnson, Gore. Gus Edwards, Frank Gore. I was saving Frank Gore, Trent, because that's my did you guy. say Cl- you said Clinton Portis? Clinton Portis. Yep. Okay, this is not post career. Okay. Um, <laughs> Allegedly, Ohio State. Ohio State. You can make an argument for, um, in terms of running backs, in terms of successful guys: Carlos Hyde, Beanie Wells, um, yeah. Keith Byers, Zeke. Zeke. You know what I mean? And then, like I said, I mean you could. I'd put Oklahoma up there with Peterson, Demarco Murray, and some of those guys. But then, I don't. I'm. Oh, man, it's it's. What about, what about LSU? I put LSU. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. That's like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you, but you could even make an argument for Texas. All right, who had uh, Cedric Benson, Jamal Charles, Ricky Williams, Priest Holmes, wow, uh, Earl Campbell, another one, yeah, and then I I think even Pitt is decent for running backs in terms of successful guys with Shady McCoy, Curtis Martin, Tony Dorsett. You know, Deion Lewis and also James Conner. I mean, there's, I think there's some solid running. I, it's That's a tough one because I think, I don't know, I think in this day and age with the NFL I, that you're starting to see the success of running backs fizzle out a lot sooner. Yeah. You know, and it, you know it's, it's a big topic of discussion. How much are they getting paid? Why are they not lasting that long? And it's, oh, I, I think it it's, goes, I think it goes into systems. Well, it goes into systems yeah. though, like. You know, I, I, McAfee's show was talking about Shanahan's system where how many running backs do they have to play with every year? And they have pretty decent success because they just, all right, next man up. All right, next man up. Now, you know, Chris McCaffrey is a special person, but it's, I think it's a system thing too. I even, and I think, Trey, you even made the argument the other week about the Kansas City Chiefs with running backs. You know, and I, I, so I don't know. I think this is tough. It's, I think it's a, what about, what about Wisconsin with, uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, yeah. man, who's the other big one from a couple of years ago? Oh man, I can't think of his name. I know who you're talking about. He, uh, he came out with Todd Gurley, I think, around the same year. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. But I what I'm what I'm, my argument is I'm saying that you're gonna it's gonna be tough to find. Todd Gurley, yeah, Nick Mel- Mel- Melvin Melvin Gordon. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you had, uh, you also had Monty Ball from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what else though, Trey, and I, I, I would say that recently successful running backs, just from like Derrick Henry, Henry alone, mm-hmm. is Alabama puts out some beasts. Like yeah. they, they put out some guys that can just take a beating. And, so, and I think let's, so does Georgia does. Let's too. rattle, let's rattle them off. 
Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, Eddie Lacy, yeah. Kenyon Drake, yeah. Derrick Henry, John Jones, Sean TJ Alexander, Yeldon, Sean Alexander, yeah, Sean Alexander. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Damian Harris, Bose. Well, sorry, I'm not going to say Bose Carbro. But, uh, well, Jameer yeah, Gibbs. You got Gibbs now that's yeah. on uh, the Lions. Yeah. yeah. I'm going I'm going overall consensus for me right now. I, I mean, I think I have to go. I think I have to go Alabama, but that's be, based on volume of backs. But if, if I'm going... Oh man, if I'm going better quality of backs, I think I'm going Georgia over them because hmm. I think I think Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb, at least in our modern times, for us who don't, now there's going to be some people, you know, our older listeners uh, that probably could add some really good input on here for. Can I, for can I throw guys. some other Georgias out there? Herschel Walker, yeah, but, Garrison Hurst, oh, Terrell wow. Davis, No. Sean Moreno, DeAndre Swift, oh, yeah. Sony Michelle. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I, so. I think I I think I'm going for quality over volume, and I'm going Georgia, mm-hmm. and but but Bama Bama for volume strictly. Well, if I'm going quality, I'd even consider Texas up there too. Yeah, I'd agree, Trey. Yeah, I'm I'm saying Texas, Georgia, and Alabama. That's I agree completely. Those, those Texas, would probably be mine. Yeah, Texas, Georgia, Alabama. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's, Texas, Georgia, Alabama. So that's what? That's two SEC schools and then a Big 12. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, that's I mean, do you throw? I mean, because it, Bleacher Report had Miami ranked one. And that's the thing. Is I'm like, now I'm also thinking that Miami. That, that Miami's tough to pass. Sports, Sports Illustrated has uh, Alabama. Really? That's funny uh-huh. because Alabama's not even a top top five for them. Wow, they're an that's stupid. Dimension. That's stupid, dude. Okay, I, so I mean, it's it's one person's report. You know what I mean? It's like, I just yeah, I think okay. it's interesting. I'm going Georgia. Ready? I'm changing it. I'm going Georgia first overall. I'm going Miami number two overall. Okay. And then I'm gonna go. I am. I'm gonna go Bama third overall. Yep. That's my okay. that's my order that's my order of, of, of top running back universities. I go I mean I go Alabama. One overall. Yeah. And you know what really puts it over the edge for me? Sean Alexander. Yeah. He's a dark horse that a great running back back Dude, in the was, day. He was yeah. phenomenal. You remember him? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, yeah. That was when I didn't hate Seattle as much. <laughs> yeah, and then honestly, I, I'm gonna have to go with Texas. Yeah, I think Priest Holmes, Ricky Williams, and you, I've, or you got Earl Campbell. Like, think about that that trio Jamal, right there. Who Jamal, else? Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles was oh my gosh. Like and Cedric Benson, even like yeah. I mean, Jamal wow. Charles and Priest Holmes alone. I mean, both of them were studs for the Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. You know? But Earl Campbell's a legend. That's, oh, yeah. So watch out for the rookie this year. He might, he might his name he might put his name up on that list. You're talking about Bijan Robinson, yeah. D D Bijan, yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, I thought it was like the mustard Bijan. No, Bijan, so, uh, come on, man. Bichon. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Robinson. No, I I agree, and that's why I remember it, we were even talking about where he was going to get drafted. He, it can be very important to that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting. So I I think we're all around uh, the same. I mean, 
I'd throw Miami in my top four with them. So I don't really, I'm not going to rank them all, but I just kind of have them cluster. I think they're all pretty tops. I'd throw, I would put Pitt fifth. Yeah, I agree. Pitt's up there too. So I think the next one's going to be the toughest, the wide out position. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just because I really do. And I, so I'll give you the top team that Sports Illustrated has. And I disagree with them. Granted, this they this is three years old, so they're missing some of the newer wideouts in the league. But they have Clemson at number one. Um, for me, I think it's kind of easily um, between two schools, and I'm actually gonna go ahead and say it's between one school. Uh, that's LSU. LSU. Yep. That's, yep. Yep. What have you done for um, the kind of thing for sure? Now that's. I mean, what did Trey? What did Trey? What do you call that? The Recency bias. Had to get that in there. <laughs> no, hold on, guys, hold on. So, what did you guys just say? I love that word. I love recency so, hold on. Bias. Not only, not that. only, but seriously though, let's think about it. You got two arguably the best wideouts in the league, and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase right now. But then think about it. you had Odell Beckham, yeah. you have Jarvis Dar- Jarvis Landry, yeah. uh, DJ Chark, who is not as big of a name, but still a contributor to NFL teams. Um, who else? That's pretty much the big main guys, but, um, the other, you're not, you're not counting tight ends in this, right? This is just strictly, no, 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 just wide outs. But the other school that I would consider up there, can I say it? Miami. No. Okay. Who did you say, Ty? I said Miami. Nope. Not for me. What do I say? Yeah, go ahead. I say Ohio state. Yeah. That's That's who Bleacher has number one. Okay. Can I can I tell you Miami though, real quick is you have Reggie Wayne, Santana Moss, you got Andre Johnson, you have Michael Irvin, you wow. have. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's... it's hard not it's hard not to put them up there, and that's that's just a couple. I mean, they also had some stud tight ends when you look at it too, with Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, Jeremy Shockey. Well, we're not, we're not, we're not. I know, I'm I'm just saying, like, people forget about the success that Miami football had had because they haven't really been way up in the mix in the playoffs in a long time. But there for years, man, they were, they were top dogs. So, but I'm saying that's, that's some pretty solid stud receivers coming out of there. I'm just I'm super confused as to why we're not bringing Bama more into the discussion again. Oh, there, yeah. You got you got you got Amari Cooper. Oh, we're taking recency off. bias into to hand, Trent. Okay, okay, let's do <laughs> recency bias. But you got Amari Cooper, <clears throat> right? Bulitnikov winner. You had Julio Jones, who had a long, good, solid career, right? Until he left. Um, you had, I mean, even I know he's not performing at the moment but even jerry judy i know this guy's coming off a suspension but he's gonna have a huge year jacksonville. Uh, for jacksonville ridley. Cal- calvin ridley yeah. yeah and then and then um the one that i mean we're even gonna leave out right now is the first time we talked about in our lifetime first time in my lifetime to see a receiver win the heisman mm-hmm. with Devonte smith mm-hmm. so i'm just like and i know like right now you're saying well they're not they're not studs overall yet, but like they're all like I know Cooper's up there, I guess you could say. Yeah. But like, but like with some of them, with Devonte Smith and Jerry Judy and Calvin Ridley, 
Do you know Calvin Ridley is still technically on his rookie contract? Yeah. Like yeah, I think what do you only play like a season or two? Yeah, so it's like I'm just I'm just like I think I think Bama deserves to be in the discussion. He had um, Trent, Calvin I, Ridley had one season as the number one that when Julio Jones was not there. And then I the following so. year he got suspended. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when Julio Jones was still there, I think Ridley kind of took it over. Yeah, I think he that's did. why he did. That's why Jones is on his way out. Plus, he was always hurt. But um, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put a school out there, and I know there's not a ton of like once again not a volume of guys. But when you talk quality receivers here, and they're not going to be found on any such list. But ready for this one, Georgia Tech. Give me some. Calvin Johnson. And yeah. Marius Thomas. Okay. Both Georgia Tech alum. Hmm, so, so I'm where just, did where Trent, where did uh, oh shoot, what was that guy's name? It was like Kevin Blackman that came out. That was Justin State. Blackman. Justin Blackman. Justin, yeah. o- Oklahoma State. That's, that's another team. That was another one. Yeah. Another team. They had some. Stuff like don't forget. Don't forget Texas. Texas Tech with Michael Crabtree. Yeah. Yeah. I might be the yeah. only guy from Texas Tech, but whatever. <laughs> he was a good one wide receiver. Hit, <laughs> one hit wonder. Okay. Um, James, so Tyler, James Blackman was Oklahoma State, as Justin you said, Blackman. but also De- – no, James Blackman, I think it is. I think it was Justin. But anyway, anyway, he and Des Bryant is from Oklahoma State. James yes. Washington's from from yeah. Oklahoma State. So you're right. I mean, that, those are those are some studs there. You could also. I, I mean, even, I'm kind of going Trey's route. Mississippi Valley State had Jerry Rice. No oh gosh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh no, <laughs> man. No, but yes, yeah, so that's yeah. There's whew, that's that's tough. It is tough too because when you, I, I think this is something Trey that you know in terms of like a booming topic to discuss. You almost have to look at like a recent. And a past, like where's your color? Yeah, exactly. Almost like eras, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there are some, you know, some colleges and stuff that were able to get some studs out of there, you know. And then you know, there's also some kind of like Trent pointed out with Alabama, they're putting two, three out every year. You know, it seems like. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys? I also um, I, I agree with LSU though too. So I want to hear a final answer, college for each of the positions, starting with you, Tyler. Uh, all right. So quarterbacks. Who do we have it down to? USC and who else? Did we say? It's yeah, it's just whatever you think. No, no, I know, but who just... did? Because no, hold on. Um, Oklahoma. I'll, Oklahoma I'll say, was a I'll big say one. U, I'll say USC. I'll say USC. And running For backs. Running backs. Running backs. Oh man. I I think I'm gonna. I think running backs, I kind of want to go with Georgia. So I'll go USC, okay. Georgia, and then wide receivers. Um, give me Miami. Okay. So um, that's mine. You want to go ahead, Trent? Yeah. Um, I'm going Oklahoma for quarterbacks. Um. However, Caleb Williams, once he becomes a Raider and leads him to the Super Bowl, I think I'll switch on that pick. Um, 
I'm going to go for running back. I'm going to stick with my first overall ranking, which was Georgia. With Man, with a very close Miami. That's really tough. That's a toss-up for me. But um, And then I'm going to go... I'm actually going to go... I'm going Alabama for receivers. Okay. It's funny. Trent is very recency biased, but that's fine. Mm. Oh gosh, Mr. Anti-Recency Bias yeah. is uh. No, remember he loves it so it, much. I love. He loves it bias. so much. It's like his favorite thing. Oh. No. Right. Okay, who who I'm you got? Qu- quarterback, running back, I'm, wide receiver. I'm so, gonna get in a T-shirt that says Recency Bias. <laughs> Makes you put like glasses on there too, or something. Uh, yeah. Why? I don't know. Just sounded like it should be on there. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. So, for quarterbacks, I'm going to go USC. Uh, Running backs, I'm going to go Alabama. And wideouts, I'm going to go, I'm going to bank on the careers of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I'm going to go with LSU. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. I I will say this, Trey. You you convinced me on the USC thing. And I think, Trent, you pointed out a good thing that it is – state of california produces some serious quarterbacks i mean there's you could you i don't know you could also make the argument too though that pennsylvania puts out some decent quarterbacks they had had montana they had marina collins carry collins like i mean there were some decent ones and i I respect the carry collins not in the same category as (laughs) marino and montana but Well, oh, by the way, next week's special guest is. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, I like that. That's good. That's good. It was good. <clears throat> um, I'll kind of I'll transition into. I got you know my topics won't be you know as debatable. It's kind of more discussion based. But uh, the first one I wanted to kind of talk about is just you know there's obviously some strong things in the news recently with the NFL in terms of contracts, in terms of negotiations and things. The one thing that stuck out as, you know, a big story that I wanted to kind of look at a little bit is is referees being full-time in terms of what their jobs are and what do you think the impact it has, you know, on the game itself because, I mean, I'll, I'll real quick, you know, just kind of quickly go through just the head referees, all right, and tell you what they do for a living. You have Brad Allen, who's a nonprofit CEO, which – Tyler's over here doxing the NFL referees. No, this is this is this is, this is full blown. This is, not, this is their jobs. Like this is what they do. No, I, um, I'm just listening. I won't here. I won't even. Maybe I won't even use names here. You have a guy that's a software <laughs> quality assurance manager. You have a guy that's an attorney, a sales manager, a chief building official, a tax manager, an aerospace software engineer. Wow. Uh, a financial advisor. A sales representative, an insurance agent, a high school administrator and basketball coach, uh, a sales manager, college professor, a finance guy, and another attorney, a public accountant, an athletic director. I mean, but then, you know, if you look at some of these other jobs that even the guys on their team have, like there's teachers, there's police officers, there's... Um, Insurance well, Gene, agents. Gene Statutory ran like a 
essentially like a waste management company in in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. There's a guy on here who's a middle school teacher. Yeah. Like, and, it, and Tyler, can you get to their <clears throat> personal cell phone numbers next? Yeah, and what and what is their address? <laughs> no, I I have a list. It's it's it, I'll get my source here. It's called footballzebras.com. But they put out wow. this whole thing about they had the whole article about the officiating crews, what their jobs are, where they went to school, you know, and how many years of experience, and it shows you like each person's team, you yeah. know, what they do. And it, I just think it's interesting, like I don't So know. my question is, are there any full time referees? No, it's it's not an option right now. Oh wow! Like they might be retired, so maybe all they do is referee. I guess they would only work a couple days a week if they're full time, huh? But that's what I'm saying. So how do you, you know, if if you're like the guy who's a middle school teacher, what do you just get off that day or like, you know what I mean? I did, I don't understand. I mean, it's it's something I think. We, you know, you we hear a lot about how bad the officiating is sometimes in the NFL, which causes into question, like, okay, do they have something on the game? Are they, you know, working with people? Or are they, you know, what's the deal? But they're literally just, you know, regular Joes out in the workforce <laughs> working nine to fives. And then, oh, on Sundays and, you know, I guess occasional Monday or Thursday, we also referee football games. So what do you guys thought? Like, should there be full-time referees? Why, why not? You know? Yeah. Can um, I start? Can yeah. I start? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do. I do believe that every single head official should be a full time position. Like if you're if you're wearing the white hat on Sundays, that should be a full time position. You should not be working another job. Um, well, what about the days of the week? What are they going to do? They have the most responsibility. They're in charge of the crew. In my opinion, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm not. You know. We, but Trent, couldn't you say official. that it should be all all people on the crew because they have to watch well, film on the teams? Hold on. hold on, I'm not I'm not done. I'm just saying their their responsibility should strictly be refing the games on game days, and then they should be breaking down other crews' film and literally mm-hmm. analyzing all officiating staff. That should be their only job. That's fair enough. What I'm gonna what I'm gonna say because there's so <clears> many of officials that go into it right mm-hmm. into a game you got lines and you got um you got you know in the back you got so many officials part of a crew mm-hmm. those other officials in my opinion where they could say well how can we validate paying you a full-time salary and giving you full-time benefits is why doesn't each team have their own crew at each practice mm. or in you know or in you know and, and maybe it's a rotating thing maybe it's a week by week where hey I know that's demanding, but you're going to have an off season, right? You know, it's demand. It's demanding on their families because they can't go somewhere and stay. But my thought is, is continue to provide teams mm. of live officiating <clears throat> practice within, yeah. like, you know, it could be, you know, it could be the line in an inside drill. It could be at the line at the one on ones. It could be, you know, the guys that are working the calls on the outside parts of the game, watching the wide receivers, safeties. Right. And, and cornerback. So it's like, I think you could turn it into a full-time job, and I agree with you. I think it should mm-hmm. because there's no doubt that there are people at these guys' other workplaces that that might have a little something to say in their buddies' ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what game do you have this weekend? 
Yeah, and here's my thing is with what we talked about with gambling last week. Yeah. They better. I hope these gambling companies are also snitching on any sort of official that could be doing it as well. Wouldn't that be something? Because if they're placing any bets at all, I'm sorry. If you, I would. Oh, this would be tough. But I would give it up if you tell me I'm a full time official and I'm making good money. I get to work oh, yeah. in the game of football for oh, a living. For sure. I'll say yep. I'll say buy DraftKings, buy FanDuel, buy like buy books. Like yeah, I will do that for a long time. So it's not like the NFL input. doesn't have the money to spend either. You know what yeah, I mean? So that's absolutely. I mean, they, they're paying, paying Roger Goodell how much money to to pretty much sit in meetings and and uh, I'm, I'll, I'll hold my comments if I, in case I say something inappropriate. But um, that's my solution to it. Is I think the white hats, the head officials. They should be in-house, in NFL headquarters, wherever they are, doing an analysis of every single game, every single play, almost like a head coach yeah. breaking down film. Right. And and I think I think the <clears throat> other officials, the other crew members, should be providing officiating at at team facilities. I, that's my thought. I think that's how you good, can validate that. That's a good solution, and I think it's also a good solution to make it a full-time job. And, Trey, before I get your take on it, too, one other thing I want to point out. Of all the crews, all right, you know, between, you know, this is top down, all right, and there is only, so hold on, there are a total, I don't have that number, sorry. But, no, out of all the different crews, there are only three officials, all right, now they're not the head referees, there were former NFL players. Which I kind of think is interesting too, in the sense of guys that played the game, you know, know a little bit about the game, but only three people are former NFL players. So I think that's kind of interesting too, in terms of numbers. That is but, that is interesting. Trey, thought thoughts on referees full time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I like Trent's idea a lot, so I'll just kind of echo that. Um, I think that all the head officials, sh- it definitely should be a full time job. Um, I'm not sure how this would work, but I like having like maybe just the head officials have their own crew, but they all report to the same guy every week. Um, just they, to maybe add what they do that. Each official has so his own crew all every week. Same guys every week. It's their crew. Okay. Yeah. Well then I would like the, the head guys being full-time. Yeah, I agree with Trent. I think they should be a full-time job. Um, I also think just to kind of add on a, like maybe one extra thing is the, the positions that aren't like the head, the head referee, right? Right. Trent said, you, you said there's line, there's line, line judge, refs, there, judge, yeah. field judge, umpires. So I think that there should be <clears throat> at least one person from each of those like sub positions. That's like the head of that, you know what I mean? And they yeah. have to report to them or um, hone their skills throughout the season or anything like that. You know what I mean? Or maybe even like make it a take turn kind of thing where, you know, hey, you're with this team, you're with this, you know, that way, I, I don't know, I, right. I do like Trent's idea about having guys go to practices, you know, I, I think, Trent, I think you bring up a valid, very valid solution to make it a full-time gig, so. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the, so honestly, I have a question. That's what I, that's what I like about what, what some of our high school officials do for us, is right. they're very, very open and willing to try and get to any sort of like practice or or any sort of like inner squad 
I'm gonna say like seven on seven type work. Like if it, like that's what I give credit to high school officials is they're constantly, constantly trying to, um, to get better at their craft. I mean, because yeah. that's tough. That's tough because some of those guys, especially shortages. So that's why I'd like to see NFL, the best of the best, yeah. continue to do it because. They're humans, and there's going to be errors. So yep. give them a chance to, to do it year-round right. as, as much as they can. Yeah. Trey, well, so, you had a question you said? Yeah, so, Trent, you say you'd like them to practice at, like, local facilities, right, in the NFL if they can. Um, they um, wouldn't be oh, – I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead. They wouldn't be, like, refereeing those teams' games every week then, right? You know what I mean? No, so that's why that, – that's what I – I kind of had to amend what I stated there because you're right. Like, if, if they're doing their <laughs> – like, oh, well, that would just you know, that would just be so that would be it would very create, it create bias right yeah. right you know, yeah right? exactly so that's that's why I said I think it should be rotated mm-hmm. okay because that way they can't get extremely close to players yeah, exactly that's what I was worried about <laughs> well, but, you could you could that, even make it like a divisional thing like like in the yeah, NFC but, e- but even then even then that's gets iffy. Yeah. Because what happens? Tell. What happens if they're playing an out of division opponent and you're refereeing that game? I mean, <laughs> look, like Trent brought up the high school referees. I mean, we see you see that well, sometimes when you go. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I don't like that. I think that's a flawed no, thing. No, can, I, I agree. Can I can I state something? Is like typically like if it's like a let's say a Rose Bowl game, Big Ten versus Pac twelve. You're gonna get an SEC officiating crew. Yeah. Like college, I, yeah, yes, I guess college that. has conference officials. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So I don't know. I mean, and listen, there's definitely kinks to be worked out, but there's also a way to make sure that those officials don't officiate somebody's game too. Yeah. But they, they would have to be on a rotation tray. They can't stay in the same. They can't stay in the same place. But once again, NFL has so much darn <clears throat> money. There's no reason that they can't house them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And fly them around, you know, get them going yeah. places. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so we'll kind of change gears. I, I mean, it's like I said, I think you guys provide great solutions to this, which would be kind of nice if actually some people listen. <laughs> so, you know, like the right—I'm saying the right I'll, people um, listen. You know, to hear this because I think it's a great solution here. You know. I'll shoot a I'll shoot a message to Raj. I'll shoot it I'll shoot it one day. Yeah. As long as we never as long as we never have to go through a season with those replacement referees again. Yeah. No, I I, I, I you, the thing the was fa- the I, fail the fail Mary haunts me, man. I mean hey, we we joke about it, but like at the same time, even McAfee's show the other day was talking about man, if anybody has a solution to this, you know, it'd be great. And I, I think you guys provide a great solution. So I mean I think that's that's awesome. But that that kind of takes me into my second topic here, just to kind of quickly discuss, because I know we really kind of we hit on it hard a couple of weeks ago, but I know it's back in the news as of today. Is is the gambling aspect of things with yeah. uh, the NFL guys being suspended full games? I know the stuff came out about the Colts guy today who literally bet on it was said an over under on his running back to get a certain amount of yards in the game. Now it hasn't come out in terms of which way he bet on him, you know. Which I don't know. That's just kind of. That's when you get into little some dicey things, you know. If he's betting, you know, he has inside information. Is the guy hurt? Is he not hurt? Is he taking the majority of the carries because he knows the game plan for the week? But so I, I don't want to necessarily get into all that stuff because you know we touched on it a, a while ago. My question is, 
how do you think sports gambling is going to start to possibly impact collegiate sports? I mean, in terms I, I of the already... pl- in terms of the players making bets. Because uh, oh. well, now I, you're now you're getting already... into bigger spectrum here. I think it already does. I think about, yeah, I, I, I am not. There's teams that have gotten in trouble with it already. I mean, heck, this year, what was it? It was a, it was a college baseball team. Alabama's baseball, yeah. Yeah, Alabama's baseball team, which is an SEC school. Uh, there was a basketball team that I believe there was like a 30 for 30 on. Boston um, College. Boston College that also, they they were involved in, in a gambling scheme. So I, I think it already does, to be honest with you, but I'm sorry. <clears throat> You, what are you going to do? Like, like that's right what I'm now, saying. What, what is there a solution to it? No, because it's either you're going to have illegal books. You're either going to have illegal books, or what you're going to do is what states, what states did do is they kind of got with the times and realized, wow, this could bring in some serious revenue to our state. So let's legalize it and make sure that we have our hands on it. And you know what? It's going to be for these universities to figure out how to police it. Okay, so so here's a, here's here's I, kind of a Terry. Go ahead. I'll let you talk go first. Go ahead. Um, I agree with Trent. There's kind of no way you can ultimately police it 100 percent because one, there's legal sports books, but there still are underground black market sports books that right. you don't you don't have to put on your taxes. You don't have to claim. You know what I mean? Like. Right. So ultimately, it's you're never going to eliminate it completely. But I mean, let's think about it. These sports books, what do they rely on to operate? What's the number one thing? It's location, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so what I'm what I'm saying is, if you're getting there's so much technology nowadays where you can filter out data, whatever, and collect it. If there's an outlier bet on an account, on you know what I mean? Like they, I feel like they can research that. They can look into it. They can look into the account. Yeah. And, and see, oh, is this person in any way associated with any athletes on this team? Right. Why are they making this bet worth this much money all of a sudden yeah. on the, the school that they're attending, vice versa? So, I mean, I feel like with the technology nowadays, I'm sure there's people that can look into that instantaneously if they find either an outlier or something that triggers a system to flags a bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I agree. I'm just saying collegiate-wise, though, it's it's such a big world. Yeah. <clears throat> in oh, yeah but, I mean, and you can bet on almost every college sport yeah, known it, to man. But Tyler, these these are these are multi billion. Well, I don't know about billion, but multi million dollar companies. Like, you can't tell me they don't have the technology that can rapidly narrow down, can rapidly identify bets that don't fit a theme. Well, do you know what I mean? Like, I think I think I it kind of goes back to the fact of go ahead, Trent. I bet a, I bet a couple of couple of trees over unders early in the season got flagged is what the heck are they thinking? Nah, shut up. <laughs> under under seven. What? <laughs> no, but I, I think I think it, it is uh. it is interesting because, you know, you look at some of the, it it does kind of go back to the NCAA where how many people, you know, follow all the NCAA guidelines of recruiting. Or, you know, follow the NCAA guidelines. Like, think about back in the day, like, you know, with, say, a guy like Terrell Pryor, right? Got tattoos bought for him, got things bought for him, got caught. But how many smaller schools were doing things like that, too? He went to a big school, got caught, right? 
So it kind of goes back in. That's what I'm saying is like Reggie Bush. Well, yeah, but that that's what I mean. Like you're looking like how do you go all the way down into like your division, you know, one double yeah, A, like your smaller well, athletics is I don't, it's a I don't think you world. do. I don't think you do because that's like I mean, Terrell Pryor was getting cars, apartments, his expenses paid for. And now, I don't think and, D1, now every, I don't think, and now that can happen though. But Tyler, what I'm saying is I don't think D one double A schools their football teams, their sporting teams didn't make that much revenue where it would make sense for them to do that to somebody. To investigate, but they that, so they can just do things. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying they wouldn't be getting the value of services or goods that Terrell Pryor is getting at Ohio State that they would at uh, Fordham okay. University. So then, you know what I mean? so then here's my next question then. Do you think that maybe the NCAA opening up NIL was a way to almost counter counteract the possibility of legal gambling? Because now athletes can possibly make decent money to a point where they'd be like, well, all right, gambling's illegal. Maybe I'm not going to risk this because I'm already going to be making this. And if I get kicked out because of this, I'm not going to be making six figures or whatever I can. Uh, I think that's, I think that's an afterthought. I don't think that's one of the, the deciding NIL decisions. I don't just, I mean, I it's think, just a th- I, like I said, I just bring it up as a I, thought. I think, I think bigger scandals regarding that though, like Johnny Manziel scandal, I think that kind of stuff is what pushed NIL through is this guy is making Texas A&M and college football in general millions and millions and millions of dollars off of his name, off of his advertisements, like selling his games. I think it just got to a point where you can't deny how preposterous it was that these guys weren't making money. So uh, that's what I think was the deciding factor with NIL. I don't think legal, legal, like – Eliminating the illegal sports gambling was a decision at all. In that. All right, that's fair. Could it though? Could it have a reaction of though? Well, I think yeah. As a yeah, but I, like I said, I think that was an afterthought. You know what I mean? I think it's more about like the NCAA getting exposed with how much money they're making off of these kids that are <laughs> making zero dollars. Kids, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're amateurs. I mean, I, I just. I guess are they amateurs anymore? I guess they're not. I guess they're no, not. Not if they're making money. Yeah, but I mean, Tyler, you think that? I mean, you and I both played college football. Uh, I mean, even to the point of like when you sit in those meetings of do's and don'ts. Now it's completely changed, obviously. Right. I mean, they'd have you, they'd have you sweating bullets of saying, "Oh crap!" Like, yeah, like one of my teammates on an official visit get, did give me a sandwich or, right. you know, like, <laughs> right. like things like that. And you're like, oh, yeah. I think I violated NCAA rules. Yeah. Or heck, heck, technically, as a college athlete, you're not allowed to do an NCAA March Madness bracket right. for money. Jeez. So right. um, I That's think, what I mean. Like, I, can, can I just say what the NFL is doing right now is they're kind of like being the out front poster boy. Yeah. Right now, by sending these big punishments and suspensions for a full season and indefinite suspensions, which, by the way, both those Colts players were cut today and released. I saw that. In case you didn't see it. But um, I think they're going to send One guy only got six message. games, though, too. Yeah. Well, that's – and that's the thing is he's getting – they're getting suspended for betting on on things that are not in their sport. Well, that's, that's why the guy got six games because so, – he made bets yeah. in facilities 
but wasn't on his sport. Yeah, so I, I just I think they're trying to send a, a message, and I think they're trying to be out in front to send the message to even other leagues because yeah. I find it very hard to believe that we're not seeing NBA or baseball <laughs> players' yeah. stories yet. I should say yet. Especially but, NBA. I mean, it's it's just a very tough thing that these sports leagues kind of brought upon themselves. I mean, look at the Wrigley Field DraftKings Sportsbook that Nuts. just opened up. I mean, Remember we talked I mean, about that, though. Yeah, I mean, I literally would look like that right there in itself is they're making money off of these sports books. So it's like you're not going to be able to prevent it. It's just as simple as that. Um, but you're going to have to do your best to monitor it. And hopefully that that doesn't take away. But then again, I mean, how much for how many years now have we said that gambling definitely can at points impact games? And outcomes and calls oh, sure. in certain games Absolutely. at certain times. So, so yeah, sure as hell, sure as hell it looks like it. No, but what I what I wanted to say is trying to, or both of you guys, I think you're right that the NFL is trying to get out in front of it, set examples, um, especially when it comes to people betting on their own teams or on their own sport because that that does cross the line in my eyes, but. I also think that the NFL has a greater challenge at dealing with that than other sports do. Um, you got, what, 53-man rosters yeah. of players that do not make nearly the same amount of money uniformly from top to bottom of the roster, right? <clears throat> you, have some guys, you have some guys making rookie minimums. At, what, what's that set at nowadays? I don't, I don't know, but a couple hundred it's not necessarily well, a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, okay, well then <laughs> – more than what I thought. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's a minimum of five hundred thousand. Oh, really? For for the NFL? For rookie contract. to be to be on a fifty-three man roster. For a fifty-three man roster, you're you're. I mean, it'd be very rare if you're making. I would honestly say less than less than seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Like, so what about, like, what about what about what about practice least, squad guys? Practice squad is anywhere from about two two hundred and fifty thousand. To, depending on what you are, like if you're a practice squad quarterback that could potentially have to dress, um, probably make more. Then, then you're making okay. probably more towards five hundred thousand. Okay, that's well then that that tricky thing with practice squad is if you're on a practice squad, you are technically a free agent. So right. anybody anybody can sign you uh, if they want. But yeah, if you're if you're and that's why we're okay. saying about like these these referees that are refing these big time games not being full time, like that that's nuts to me that they don't have the money to pay them a full time salary. Yeah. I don't really understand it. But. Yeah. So what I, what I was what I was going to say though is that they the NFL has larger volume of players to kind of keep a, an eye on that with, <clears throat> yeah. whereas the NBA what they're like thirteen man t- like rosters where and they're all making a. Yeah. Good amount of money, I I would think. Yeah. So they don't care about betting on 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 sports, no, right? Uh, I think baseball would be an issue uh, with the minor leagues, with everything like that. I feel like those guys don't make nearly enough money. Wow. Well, um, I, I, I would I, I would imagine I that they, you they also like bet. don't have a salary cap, so they they can pay them ridiculous amount of money. So yeah, yeah, I agree. But, well, yeah. let's let's. Move to let's move to our last couple of topics here, Trent. You had some topics here you want to talk about, and then we'll get into our baseball I'll, stuff. I'll, I'll rattle off <clears> some <throat> quick, quick boomers. I will just kind of state a couple things. If you want to add anything in, uh, feel free. 
the very first thing that I'm going to say, because I'm, I'm kind of like our NBA liaison, if you guys would say. I, I, I probably, give you that. I mean, Trey, Trey follows it, too. Yeah, I think a yeah. bit. I know you guys follow a lot more than I do. Yeah, but um, the NBA is no longer a league for the big man, the classic big man in basketball. Uh, with the NBA draft happening last week, I know you guys weren't very excited about it. I enjoy it because I follow college basketball like through and through, and you guys do too. I shouldn't say oh, that. Yeah. that I reason. follow college, college, and once college is done, though, I'm like, eh. I mean, I, I live in I live I in breathe college basketball. <laughs> I, I I just I love to see where these guys go because like you you know you you watch them for so many times throughout over the years, especially if there are four, five, six. Hell, nowadays the COVID year is seven. But uh, yeah. Adama mm-hmm. Sanogo, the 2023 Final Four, like I guess you could call it MVP for UConn, undrafted. Oscar Toshiba, Player of the Year in 2022, undrafted. Drew Timmy, you know, the, the 38-year-old Drew Timmy, um, he was, you know, first-team All-American, led – how many times did he play in, in such big games and put up outrageous statistics undrafted? I think, so I think the one that it's kind of like it's to me, it's sad, but it's also to me just another reason <clears throat> for guys of their caliber who can dominate the collegiate game, stay in college, build your persona mm-hmm. up as much as you can you, and, and make as much NIL money as you can because you're not going to get a shot in the NBA. So, yeah. so it's a first I, think, I think those three guys not being drafted um, <laughs> it goes to show you. And to be honest, I was surprised that she didn't get drafted. That's like, I, like, I think he is, I think he could, I could think he could do pretty well in the NBA. I think he's physical enough. I think he has the build. Uh, he's got the tenacity, but uh, I think what it goes to show with those three guys not getting drafted is how much a perimeter game is important now in the yes, NBA. Yes, exactly. And and oh, Trey, yeah, it, Trey, it, I agree it, with I, you I because that. can I make a comparison with with Tshibwe because he's you, Trey. You said big man, right? In college basketball, yeah. he's six eight two thirty. Okay. Wow. That that's big for college basketball. College basketball. Mm. It, no, yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, and. When you think about that, because I think he, I think he's listed as a center, right? Yeah. So my comparison, Powerful. my comparison to him is Zion Williamson, who was a top pick a couple years ago. Okay, in terms of height wise, right? Is if you really look at their size in terms of you know, you know, again Zion. Okay, here you go. Zion is actually six six. Six seven. Okay. Regardless, he's still smaller than Shibuya, right? And Zion's yeah, but, a power forward. Okay. Yeah, but Shibuya, but <clears throat> doesn't Shibuya doesn't have the dribble game. He doesn't have any perimeter game. Do you think Zion has a has a perimeter game though? Yeah, yeah he's, he, it's better. It's better than Shibuya. Zion's shooting threes. Zion's yeah. also two seventy two. Zion can also take someone off the dribble <clears throat> and like. And it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's Tyler, more, you're I'm, gonna see, you're gonna see Zion stay healthy, and you're gonna see what Zion Williamson is gonna do in the NBA. I'm telling you, it's coming up because here's the thing: who's, who's the other is, Duke guy from the Bucks that never was a big okay. bust? 
You're thinking Jabari, Jabari Parker. Oh, yeah. he, wow. he, tied, he tore his ACL three different times. Well, still a bust. He didn't succeed. So. Can I, can I, okay, I get that. Health, yes. But I'm going to just say this. Is Zion Williamson played in as many games, if not more games, in his however many years he's in the in the NCAA as, as Joel Embiid. Hmm. So be patient. Mm-hmm. Be patient. Did he really? Yeah. Because yes, can I tell patient. you who's played in more I, NBA I games? I don't believe that. Can I tell you who's played in more NBA games than Zion Williamson did? Tyler, Tyler Hansbrough. Hansbrough. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Cody Zeller. <laughs> um, so, well, I'm just saying, I mean, Zell- show, no, show me something. Tra- show the, me something. Trey, the Zeller, the Zeller you're seeing play is from Indiana. He didn't play. He, it's not the Carolina one. But I will say this. I think Shibuya out-rebounds uh, Wembenyama if they're in, in, a, in there together. Dude, I don't, I don't think that Wembenyama guy had a good comment by, like, not bulking up. I think that was a very dumb-ass comment. Yeah. Oh, he is playing tomorrow, by the way, guys, in the summer league. He so is that, playing. I think I just made us explicit because I said a bad word. Yeah, you did. Yeah, whatever. Okay. All right. <laughs> so... Off, that, that's one thing that jumped out to me this week was that. Second thing um, that I'm... Oh, yeah. Second thing I'm going to say is a little personal. And I'm just going to make the statement as move the hell on. Okay? Derek Carr. I'm mm. sick of it now. I love Derek Carr. I love what he did for the Raiders organization. I can't take away anything that he did statistically. But in the end, guys, he was just, it was always the same thing. We finished with a mediocre 500 record. We, two times he had us get into the playoffs. One time he broke his ankle on Christmas Eve night. I remember Trey running upstairs and telling me that at dinner. Um, (laughs) The other time, the other time we had the most disastrous season ever where all of our guys were getting locked up and thrown in jail for doing stupid things. Isn't that every season? Yeah, all right. Head coach, head coach got fired. Who's a a legend of the game? But I'm just so sick of his comments now because it's all 2020 hindsight. You know, it's like just shut up, move on, stop saying that the Raiders made your wife cry. Stop saying that was the last straw. It's the end of Derek Carr and the Raiders. I was not too sure what the heck I was hearing. I thought we were getting another ad. No, it's some sad music. No, it's sad music. (laughs) That was pretty not sad. But uh, you should have played like that. Darkness, my old friend. Yeah. Come on. Well, I don't want to get copyright flagged. So anyway, uh, his quote. His quote was, I was mad. You spent nine years in a place. I would have said, I don't even want the money. I just to play two more games in front of our fans. I didn't get that opportunity. Listen, move on, man. Like, just just say I'm committed to my current team. We moved on as a Raiders organization. So, I don't, so please, there's no hard feelings, but there's no need to try to make some sort of dramatic thing out of it. I think he's just trying to get headlines at this point. And like do, you, I said, do you think you they actually know, did I, move I on, though, part. Trent? The like, Raiders themselves? Yeah, like, why does it keep coming up then? It's Derek Carr. You think? It's not the Raiders. But, but you don't think that people keep asking questions, though? Not the Raiders, Ty. It's Derek Carr speaking on his final days in Vegas. 
Derek Carr speaking about his time in, in Vegas. Like, it's not the Raiders. The Raiders aren't out there saying about Derek Carr. It's Derek Carr talking about the Raiders. So and and, and probably Google. Raiders journalists. That no, that's my no, point. Is it, is they're trying it's, to keep it's them. New Orleans journalists, Tyler. All right. Well, the, I, the person I will... that asked him the question was an ESPN journalist. Okay, so it's the Raiders have moved on. I mean, we moved on from him when we benched him and essentially said, "Don't even come to the team facility." That's called moving on, buddy. I will like, say this, Trent. We're done. We're I will done say this. Me. Hey, you ready? You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Your new quarterback, possibly, maybe. Oh, here we go. <laughs> maybe. All right. This is this Brian, is, a, this is a, no. This is a Raiders tweet from uh, about Jimmy Garoppolo, ranked first last year in NFL QB in terms of what's called DVOA at thirty point four for thirty point four percent, which represents the value over league average of player player contributes. All right. Eighth in DYAR, QB value to backups, and seventh in YAR, value adjusted to opponents. So, first, eighth, and seventh, just for reference points, Derek Carr last year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. These these acronyms that you're giving, I've never even heard of. Okay, just for reference, though, Derek Carr ranked 17th, 18th, and 22nd. All right, that's at Kuhn Tristan. All right, Trent. thank you, at Coon Tristan, okay, for those. So, and, and this is, this Trent, is what I'm Tyler, saying. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler made up those good. stats to support his Jimmy Garoppolo love. Kind of, but it was also yeah. a great segue for that. Yeah, also, remember, Tyler, the the defense that Jimmy Garoppolo had on the other side. No, I, I know. I'm not right? disagreeing with that. Okay, it was a top defense in football. I, know. I mean that that's one thing where I'll give Derek Carr some credit is I do think he would have won more games. Yeah. I think he would have won more games than Jimmy G did in with the Niners defense. Yeah. Over yeah. in San Fran. Yeah. Go. Trent, I uh I completely agree with that. I think if you have really a handful of quarterbacks in San Fran other than Jimmy Garoppolo, they actually have two Super Bowls, two more Super Bowls under their belt. So <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. Unbelievable comment. All right. So, listen, I'm, I'm moved on from Derek Carr. I had to get that off my chest. Sick of seeing the headlines. Last thing I'm going to talk about right now, boys, I'm going to make this statement. We are in present day seeing the best modern day baseball player in our generation. Oh, Trent. Dude, Dude is that, I feel like that was all of our comments tonight. I was, can I can I say something? Shohei Otani yeah. is is the guy. Like I'm I'm on the bandwagon. He he needs to get the hell out of L.A. Does and he though? We, yes, yes. <laughs> That's my thought. To Boston guys, or where? No, I I, okay. I, just, I, I, I bet my bottom dollar on that. <laughs> listen, you bet your Boston dollar on that. <laughs> listen. Can I just can I just rattle something off here for you? I know Trey talked about him going to the Red Sox for a while. Oh, yeah. I believe it's twenty nine home runs now. I think he hit one tonight again. He's got he fourteen in June. I think he's got sixty six. I believe RBIs. Uh, he's uh, extra base hits forty seven. Slugging percentage is six fifty four. Uh, all of these are first in baseball. Okay, pitching wise. Pitching-wise, he's got 
the lowest hits per nine innings. He's got the most strikeouts in the AL per nine innings. He's second in strikeouts in the AL overall. Um, and then his ERA is a 3.02. But, I mean, guys, we are seeing the most freakish baseball player right now in our generation play. I'm, I'm yeah. giving it to him. I'm giving it to him. Okay, and that, that kind of leads into our bet back, our bet bail and backing, too, because he was a topic of conversation I was going to bring up at some point in time. So, I guess... Oh. Me as well. Let, let's do. You, do you want to start with the bet then? Because what do you love? Right now? Well, he was actually going to be my backing. Okay. Him and him and the Angels because, I mean, like Trent said, all those stats are just absurd. He that he had fourteen home runs in the month of June. Yeah. So let's say they roughly play what twenty out of thirty days in June. He always hit a home run every game. Mm-hmm. That that's insane. Yeah. He's, he's um, I also read a stat right now too. What what's that? He's on a six game hit streak and he has. Th- 13 hits his last six games. Yeah, I, I read uh, he was the first player to have four hits, two RBIs, and 10 strikeouts since, uh, I mean, I don't even know his name, since a pitcher from the 1890s. The Babe Ruth? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> the that was like Tom, Bambino. I think it was like Tom Seville or something yeah. weird like that, but... So that's not Tom um, Selleck. Not Tom Selleck. No, no, not Tom Selleck. Great a trade. Tom Selleck, great lip saddle. Dude, I was just gonna oh. say Tom Selleck has a great lip saddle. <laughs> is he uh is he Hawaii five O? Dude, just Google him. Hashtag lip saddles. Is he the Hawaii five O guy? Because he's got a hell of a he's got a hell of a lip saddle too. <laughs> dude, I can't wait till that becomes such a trend. I gotta put lip saddles on t shirts, dude. We're getting, we're getting Trey. I'm, I'm going to have the t-shirt that says hashtag recency bias. Mm. Trey is hashtag lip saddles. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to think of what Tyler is. Uh, we'll Tyler is uh, totalitarian. Totalitarian. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 you can call me hashtag Buzz Williams. Yeah, that's Buzz, yeah, too. <laughs> Buzz Williams. Or, or uh, Applebee's shrimp. <laughs> 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 no, so that no, that does lead us into baseball. So, I'll be honest with you, my my love here, my my bet is show is Otani because, which was actually the perfect segment. It's funny because Trey groaned, I groaned. We we're like, oh man, this is exactly what I was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry, the, dude, guys, the dude's a beast. I mean, right now he's on a current streak of six games, uh, hit streak. He has seven runs. He has sorry, eight runs, thirteen hits. Four home runs, six RBIs, uh, two walks, only seven strikeouts, and his slugging percentage, which Trent, I think you brought up, is one point one one one. Wow! Wait, wait! Wow! Yeah. Pitching wise, no, no, no. His okay. his batting his slugging, slugging percentage. Which, oh wow! Yeah, right now in in the last in his on his hit streak right now is one point one one one. Which is nuts, and that doesn't yeah, include his pitching, nuts. which which is incredible because he's a tough guy to find pitching stats for, at least on the resources I look at, because it's like oh, because he's a pitcher, they don't really show your you know your pitching stats all the time. I have but, I gave his stats. No, I, I, I no no, no I know I know you did, but I'm like his K props and everything right now, he's so tough to cap because it's like all right, he's gonna be hitting like it, I, I'm I'm surprised. That I don't bet on him more, I guess is, is the 
biggest thing I can take away from that. Just yeah. because he does get, you know, eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts, ten strikeouts. It's like, and that was actually going to be one of my, you know, booming topic questions. But I was like, oh, I'll just save it for kind of a discussion piece. Do you think, I mean, is he the best player in baseball to play? Mm, too early. Okay. I'm saying, I'm saying at least I think he is going to be in our generation. Okay. I, I think that's, that's fair enough. So my, so my bet is what I love right now is Otani. Period. Okay. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Where are you guys at bet wise? I mean, Trey, Trey, you gave yours, correct? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, Trey. I thought you were. Um, so. I mean, it's the same as last week. Well, no, Tani's who I'm. That's who I'm backing. I like to skip around. I know, but we'll get into that when we get um, into backing. You can mention them again, but yeah. Yeah. Um. But no, my bet, my betting right now is something I mentioned. I was going to start. Um. And I finally did. And it's actually working for me. I'm I'm out of the darkness, and I see light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and that's Got Aaron that's the, over there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> out of the darkness. Change your diaper, shroom yeah. juice. <laughs> Jeez. What'd you call Shroom juice. Shroom juice, like ayahuasca. Like you said, stew yeah. juice. I'm like, that's gross. No, but um, I, what I'm betting is my walk props. Um, I found a little system. I found a number of statistics that I like to average out and uh, use to analyze the numbers and the lines, and I'm onto something. I definitely am. Um, right now, I've bet 36 bets using the system, and I'm nine. Or I'm sorry, 33 bets, and I'm 19 and 14, hitting 58. percent So, um, granted, the the odds are a little juiced, but a win's a win. You know what I mean? So, I'll well, take it. And you can always take those two, you know, parlay them with something. If you if you yeah, exactly. guarantee parlay. Oh, and that's what I was going to say is I when, whenever we post our daily recipes, I don't know what you guys do, but I make single bets and then I like to parlay them as well, mm-hmm. all three together. Um, and and those are parlay bets, adding that minus 180 leg, minus 150 leg or whatever. Um, it's a secure bet, but it also adds to the juice. So, I mean, yeah. I think I think that goes back to what we had talked about before. Like, I know initially, I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about minus one seventy was kind of like where we stop. But like mm-hmm. with the walk, like with the walk props, you know, I know, you know, we all talked about minus one eighty is kind of where we're, you know, kind of setting it at just in terms of the prop bets with stuff. So right. minus one seventy, minus one eighty, sometime between there is is really kind of where we're capping things in terms of the biggest juice, but. Right. If you're somebody looking to get more money out of things, you know, put it put it with a guarantee. You know, if right. you take take a minus, you know, one ninety five money line that you feel very confident with, put that with your minus one eighty walk bet. I mean, you're probably gonna get plus odds. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, and and I'll just say this: depending on what you do unit wise, like we typically we typically stick with our same amount of units or same level of units for the most part. So like we try to keep it at the 180 mainly for people that are following and tailing mm-hmm. us because sure. I mean, some people you do <clears throat> see that will, they'll place large bets on things that are in the minus two hundreds and they can profit some really good money, but we're not saying we're high rolling like that. You know, we're not, we're not betting a paycheck on our, on our, recipe but um we're keeping our recipe I, I free will, for everybody too yeah. so it's like have yeah. fun with it i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of go ahead guys can i just like kind of 
give my bet and bail back to back for you guys is yep, something for for all of us, but also sure. our listeners who uh, do like to wager on baseball. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go with the current most profitable MLB pitchers. Mm. Five, okay? Most profitable. And this would be if your units were a $100 wager, um, they're they are seeing the most return on that this season. So um, starting at number five, working our way to number one, Wade Miley. Mm. Interesting. For the Brewers. Um, number four, Tommy Henry for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Matt Matt Boyd for the Detroit Tigers. All right, number two, this guy's on the bump tomorrow, so I will be wagering on him. Uh, Dean Kramer for the Orioles. Mm. And Braxton Garrett for the Marlins. Most profitable pitchers. Those are the most profitable pitchers. If you're placing on the straight up money line of them pitching, um, I will say uh, the Marlins are a team to keep an eye on. Boys, they just they just sorry, uh, they 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 are. You okay, Trey? Well. No, I'm a little angry because Mister Mister, I'm gonna do betting and bailing. Decided to do backing as well. Oh, no, I, that was not my back. That was not my back. <laughs> uh, next thing I'm gonna give you. This is for bailing. So these are the. Most profitable pitchers to fade. So the first list I gave you was if you see that pitcher pitching, bet on that team to win. This this list of pitchers, if you see a team playing against this pitcher, bet against them. Is that, did I say that clearly? Guys? I can bet you I can bet number one. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go back to – I'm going to start at number five and work my way up to number one. Hmm. Number five, uh, pitcher to fade. So this is my bail. Uh, Steven Matz for the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, number four, Jameson, uh, per, excuse the pronunciation, Talon. Tyon. Jameson, Tyon okay. for the Cubs. Clark Schmidt at number three for the Yankees. Uh, one of Tyler's guys at number two, Jordan Lyles. For the Royals. He's number two. And then, yeah, to get this, is Jordan Montgomery is number one for the Cardinals. And it's wild because, remember, the other day we bet against Jordan Montgomery and he won. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was my bet and my bail. Um, go ahead. Let's let's do some backing. Somebody. Well, Trey, I'll let you – why don't you go you, – so you did bet and bail. So I'm, I'm Trey, I'll let you bail quick. Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, bail, bail, guys, sorry. Don't um, <laughs> My bail is on a team that is just got to be the one of the most disappointing in the history of the MLB, and that is the New York Mets. Um, It's actually kind of hard to comp- – I know we bring it up, we're beating a dead horse when we talk about this and stuff, but um, it's really kind of hard to comprehend how – disappointing this season really is for them they have the highest payroll in baseball they had so much hype if you look at their if you look at their roster they should be so successful and they are just they are god-awful they find ways to lose that i didn't even think were possible and uh he's he's a famous he's like an internet sensation mets fan uh frank the tank from barstool i mean 
he, he gets a lot of flack for how he talks about them and his negativity, but it's it's justified in my eyes. <laughs> it's it truly they they constantly let him down. They let down their fans as a franchise. It's just it's very disappointing as a whole. And I am avoiding the Mets like the plague. So my <clears throat> my bail because Trey, I'm on the team as well. Uh, Met, I have I have not been able to figure out the Mets because especially with with who the hell they pay, like dude, they that pisses me off about the Mets. Yeah. You know, it's it's like what the hell are you doing? They're definitely uh, more disappointing than the Padres for sure. I'd say. I mean, yeah, uh, they're pretty close. Padres are pretty mm-hmm. close because I am I am bailing on the Pirates right now. Okay. Pirates have won four of the last fifteen. Four. All right. Now, when you you mentioned Padres, they actually did win. <laughs> they won. They actually shut out the Padres three three zero in their series. Um, frustratingly enough, Mitch Keller didn't do shit for us yesterday. But that's. It was a it was a hook time. Time, a time hook. for a different tale, but yeah, no, it, it, I saw it coming the whole way. Like it, it's he's getting tough to cap in terms of strikeouts, so I'm gonna start looking at him a little bit more with his first five stuff, um, which can be a little bit tough as well because he does give up hits, you know. So it's it's a little bit tough, but I, I'm bailing on the Pirates uh, in terms of just anything winning. I know they're on a three game win streak against the Padres. They got the Brewers up next starting tomorrow, so we'll see what they can do. But, yeah, I'm, the Pirates are my – I'm bailing. But that's where I'm at. So that, that takes us into bail – or, no, backing. I'm sorry. And I think we can all get into backing with this. That's a recreation, so there's no copyright violation. I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> recreation on, yep, we're good. No copyright right. violation. Somebody recreated it. We're good. All right, shout uh, out. Well, I can, I can. No, I'll, I'll I start. Can, uh, I'll start us uh, off here, Trent. Trey's gonna start us. Sorry. Yeah, because I know Mister uh, get the first word out likes to steal my uh, oh. my little thoughts here. Who's your NHL MVP? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Trent, go quickly. I'll never forget that. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, my, my backing is, I mean, we kind of talked about him a lot, but it was Otani. I was going to mention him, bring him up and how amazing he's been lately. But, uh, my true backing has been the Miami Marlins. Um, they are, they look like a force to be reckoned with. Um, they are 19 and six in their last 25 games. Um, they, they have a pitching staff that, looks even better than it did last year, which is hard to imagine since they got rid of Pablo Lopez. But uh, they have a 20, I believe he's 20 years old, Yuri Perez. Yeah, he's In his last five starts, he looks unhittable. And if he keeps that up, they, they have an absolute ace for decades, or a little less than two decades. Decades. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he's never going to retire. Ever. Um, <laughs> Maybe even a century, everyone. <laughs> but uh then they have sandy alcantara who actually has not been pitching up to his abilities not at all um so that's kind of scary considering um then they have trend you brought it up braxton garrett who is one of the most the most profitable pitcher to bet on this year which i mean he's been lights out 
Um, and then they have um, someone they just acquired in a trade batting almost 400, the second baseman, Luis Arez, who is just a hitting machine. He gets on base like three or four times a game. Um, you got Gene Segura, the old Yankee, um, Cooper, the young first baseman, um, and they have a couple other guys I'm trying to think of. Oh, Jorge Soler has 21 homers already this year. I mean, they just as a as a whole, they're just firing on all cylinders, and it's fun to watch. Um, Derek Jeter is uh, dare I say it, proving himself to be a successful what general? I think he's an owner actually, right? Is he, he still calling? He's, he's gone. I think, Trey, I think he sold <laughs> like oh no a year, year or two ago. <laughs> no, <clears throat> he's gone. No, are you this guys? Guy. Oh no! Look, look at old newsman T- over here. Tyler, cue the. Oh god, he did. He did leave the Miami. Oh god. Yeah. What was he? What was he though? Was he a GM? I no, think, he was the I think, CEO. I think he owned them. CEO. No, I, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure you own part of them. Oh wow, guys! Yeah, he he's he's been gone. It's it's been about no, it's two, been it's been a year. It's been a year. Not two years? Are you sure? No, nope, it was uh, May 11th, 2022. Oh man, Jet Jeter resigned as Miami CEO. Well, okay. Let me let me let me uh, let me rewind a little bit. I give him credit. I give him credit for their success because I mean, don't give Derek Jeter out. credit. No, that I, dude has so much credit for everything else. Don't give Derek Jeter. Nope, credit. I am giving him credit because Bullshit. they were a disappointment when he was there, and I, I would, I was a hater. I said he was bad. Okay, so if they were uh, but, a disappointment but, when he was there, then he's, then he's the disappointment. But he, he only been great left, since he like, left. He left. He left a year ago. You're telling me that the moves he made while he was there doesn't contribute to their success now at all? Probably not. Oh come on! Play for the Yankees. <laughs> Derek Jeter, shout out. Great, great CEO for the Miami Marlins. They wouldn't be where they are without him. Not, and I giving, stand by that. No, I'm not giving him a shout out. That's stupid. That's dumb. Oh, Jazz, Jazz Chisholm was the other guy I wanted to mention from them. Young, second. Chit, jizzle, jizzle. <laughs> no. What did you say? <laughs> no, I'm asking. I'm asking. What did you say, Trey? Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Jizzle. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But anyway, yep. Okay. Shout out there, Cheater. Thank you for the Miami Marlins and their uh, success. And, ja- and Jazz Jizzle. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you say Him his too. name? His name is Chisholm. <laughs> oh, ch- oh, with a ch, like a ch. Yeah. It's easy to mix up because his first name is Jazz. Jazz. Okay. Jazz Chiz. <laughs> yeah. Chiz Jazzle. <laughs> oh, this is man. fun. <laughs> Lip saddles, right? Hashtag. Well, that's right. All right. Spencer Strider, baby. Yep, dude. Yep. So I am. Uh, I'm right backing. Now. I'm. Yeah. So I'm backing uh, once again the Miami Marlins and Derek Jeter and Jazz Chisel. Yep. Or Chaz Jizzle, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever. Oh whatever you want to play with. I got. I got a couple. I got a couple things I'm backing here. Oh, a couple uh, backers. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually keep it in the same uh, I guess you'd call it division there, Trey, right? The NL NL East East, right? Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I, those are my other two backings. So this is that's what's interesting is because we talk a lot about the AL East because of being Orioles fans, but 
We're going to go NL East, and I'm going to go with the, the the freaking Braves, man. The month of June, 20 uh, and 4. Dude, yep. 20 and 4 in the month of June. So Five-game win streak right now. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. They're, I believe, actually, in their last, what, like, last, let me pull it up here. Last ten, they're nine and one, but yeah, twenty and four in the month. Twenty and four in the month of June, they are trying to run away with it. I think they are running away with it. Those Marlins are going to have to get a wild card spot. The Phillies are going to have to get a wild card spot. So my other tail, or I'm sorry, my other backing, actually goes to a team that I usually completely bail on, and that mm. is the Phillies. The Whoa. Phillies. Yes, I know. Don't don't hold your breath. But uh, the hold Phillies on, you're backing the whole team. Phillies, or? Well, I, I I am to a degree. I mean, right now, I believe okay. in their last ten, I believe they're one. They're on a four game win streak right now. Um, two in their last ten games are seven and three. But one of the major reason reasons that I'm backing the Phillies is this individual personally, and that's Tejon Walker. Uh, I a former K- pitcher, Taiwan Walker. Sorry, um, former pitcher that Tyler used to do a lot of K props on. I think back in the day, he's with the uh, Mets, right? Yeah, this is his first yeah. year with the Phillies, but he is currently um, a five and zero in his last start because he just got a win tonight. Um, he has an ERA of point six nine. Ooh. And I, be- I believe in these starts, he's actually only given up. His last five starts, he's only given up three total earned runs. So, Taewon Ta- Walker yep, and and partially the Ty. Phillies. But but they are uh, – they're doing well. So, those are my backings. That's the Phillies, I was back in the Phillies last week, and I'm still backing them. Because I yeah. think that they're—they're they're actually they're, right now overall in in like in terms of teams, they're actually twelve. Wow! So they made like a weird, weird ass run. They're actually forty three and thirty seven, and and it goes back to well, and it goes back to Trey's point. Like, remember last year, like the Phillies made a late run. They're making a late run. Wow. It's, it's going into All Star break here in a couple weeks, so. <clears throat> Can I just say though they have a top, I believe, top three payroll. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if you look at if you look at every first place team in the MLB, Braves, they're eighth in payroll. Yeah. Rangers, they're ninth in payroll. Twins, they're seventeenth in payroll. Diamondbacks, twenty first in payroll. Reds, twenty fifth. And get this one, guys. Yeah, Tampa the Bay Rays. No, Tampa. This is all the first place teams. Tampa Bay Rays, twenty eighth. The Orioles are what? They gotta be like. One of the bottom three. And what? Trey, I'm name Trey, I'm naming all the first place teams in each division. I know. I'm but I'm saying the Orioles are the third best team in the MLB in terms of record. Right. And I think they have I think they have the third lowest payroll. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's crazy. I I mean I do have this stat for you guys here about the Orioles real quick. The Orioles are the most profitable money line team for a hundred dollar better since Adley Rushman debuted for the Orioles on May twenty first, twenty twenty two. If you have bet the 
if you bet a hundred dollars in the Orioles payroll from that time on, you are up three thousand eight hundred and ninety dollars. So wow. I like to, I like to give our listeners that do wager out there a couple statistics. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, sure. give us your backing and let's bring us home, big man. All right. So I'm I'm backing um fading the Royals pitchers. That's what I that's what I'm backing. I'm backing uh fade Zach Granke, K props specifically, and I'm also wow. backing fading uh Jordan Lyles, K props as well. So, those are my those are my two guys that I'm I'm fading against. I I know the Royals are struggling right now, and watching those two pitchers, Granky today it was it was actually tough to find a bet on him. One sports book, I think it was DraftKings, had him at two and a half strikeouts, which actually really pissed me off because I was expecting at least a four and a half, <laughs> and. I couldn't find him actually as a K prop anywhere else, and he ended up getting zero Ks. So uh, through six wow. innings, that is, uh, which was nuts. But yeah, I am I am backing, uh, going against the K props of Granky and Lyles for the Royals. So just and just be aware because it's only a matter of time before they get sent to the minors. Granky won't get sent to the minors. Trent and Trey, if you guys saw, um, it was Manoa, Alec Manoa from the, from oh the, from my the Blue Jays. I he, feel bad for him. Dude, he went down. He went down. and I know. 11 earned runs. 11 earned runs in like three yeah. innings. Two. It was, I think it was like 2.2 or something, but like 11 earned runs. And, I mean, oh. I go back to like the fact that it's like, Hey, my fade pitchers, like, usually, you know, a couple weeks ago it was fade Lyles, you know, and Lyles have been fading, you know. And before that it was Bumgarner from the Diamondbacks. And he hasn't been back. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, uh, not saying that we're uh, putting anything out there, but fade him. So Jeez. fade Granky, fade Lyles. I'll be putting those K props out there for those two pitchers, uh, as long as I can get them. You know, just keep an eye out. So that's where I'm at. But you guys, good. Anything else? To say MLB wise. No, I just I'm just really proud of Derek Jeter. You could have let it go, like and fade in the sunset, like it didn't exist. But you brought it back. Know, I'm, du- I'm, I'm doubling. I'm doubling down on my. Uh... We, we, you can't double down when things don't exist. Well, I'm still giving him credit. He's a year out of CEO ship. He dropped out because he sucked as a as CEO. Yeah. He was a great shortstop. Great, great shortstop. See, I think he's overrated as a shortstop. He just got married, dude. Wow, did he really? Uh, I'm pretty sure he just no. got married. He's been married for a couple of years now. <laughs> somebody else said somebody else got married. <laughs> it reminds me of Derek Jeter. I don't know. Let's let's yeah. not touch Derek Jeter anymore. We're just <laughs> Jeter takes. All right. Hey guys. Allegedly he I had just a got great married. Time. I appreciate uh, you and all your intake. Tyler, <laughs> get us out of here. All right, hey. BeardedBakerBrothers.com. I'm not going to tell you how many W's are in that. Uh, check it out. But, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, 
Appreciate all the listeners. Uh, have a great week. Have a great week. Hey, next week, we're probably looking at two of us. All right, we're probably looking at two of us. Yeah, uh, me and Trey. Sorry, guys. Trent's going on I'll vacation, so, yeah, Trent's going on vacation, so. A, a two-person podcast with Trey and I next week, but we'll we'll bring it to you because we got a big UFC card. UFC card coming up. Oh, oh, do we? Oh yeah, hell yeah, man! So I can't it's wait. gonna be a good one. So we we gotta get UFC stuff. We we'll get Trent's input there. We'll plug his Guys, input I'm, in. I'm calling in in the hotel. I'm calling Dude, in. Yeah, you're, hey, you're more than welcome, man. So you let us know. All right, but, all right. Uh, appreciate everybody. BeardedBakerBrothers.com. Have a great weekend. Yeah, take it easy, guys.